What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Jackson Bacon Talks to People. Today, the person I'm talking to is one of my best friends, Jake Dalton. Jake, welcome to my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me in your bathroom, Jackson. It's an honor. There is currently a ton of construction and stuff going on outside, so I found the, the best podcast studio was in my bathroom. So we are quite intimate together. I brought some chairs in, and we're about to do a podcast here. So, <laughs> Jake, uh, I ask everybody, what do you do and what are you into? Well, uh, those, are, those could be very different things, potentially. So right now, I guess, okay, I guess in general... I am typically a student, but right now I'm not a student. Uh, I normally study film production at Mizzou. Uh, I did five semesters and then decided I wasn't really feeling it. Um, but then kind of was feeling it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a semester off to figure out what I want to do. Um, cause I don't know if I would love to do that as a profession, you know, as a career. Um, so I'm, I'm currently, uh, in this spring semester, not taking any classes, trying to figure out if I want to continue and just get a film degree or if I should change it up and do something, um, I've contemplated like business, I've contemplated, uh, parks management. Um, so there's a lot of things that are up in the air right now. Um, but that's what I normally do is school. Um, but right now, because I'm taking a semester off, I'm working full time. I work at a store called the Alpine Shop, which is uh, an outdoor store that both me and Jackson work at. I do work there. Um, and uh, co- coincidentally enough, in this time I was planning on working full time, uh, an opening uh, came up in the store for the assistant manager position. Um, so I'm kind of like filling in that role interim as the assistant manager um, until the summer. And in the summer, I work at uh, a place called Philmont Scout Ranch, which is essentially um, a place for 14 to 18-year-olds to go and learn how to backpack. And um, my job title is Ranger, which is essentially a trail guide. And that is a lot of fun. I did it last year for the first time, and I'm going back this summer um, as a Ranger trainer. So kind of a step up in that position. Um, but that's what I do in the summers from May to August, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but uh, after that, ideally, I'll be going back to school. Uh, for what, time will tell. But we'll figure it out, I guess. Hopefully. Maybe. Who's to say? Yeah, so not only am I interviewing my friend, I just realized I'm interviewing my boss. <laughs> so... Yeah, I work at Alpine Shop too, and uh, I sell people outdoor gear, and sometimes I buy it, unfortunately, so <laughs> I spend a little too much money there. Um, well, but what's, what's weird is when we met, neither of us worked at Alpine Shop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started working there, and I worked there for about a year, um, and then got promoted to a, a floor manager, which is basically a shift lead. Um so not really like any big deal, but like I can open and close the store or whatever, count the drawers. And then Jackson started working there. Um, so I guess at that time I wasn't like his boss, but I was like, you know, the step up. So, uh, but now I'm like technically like in all, you know, 
technical terms your boss, which is really weird. You could fire me. I could fire you. Please don't. But I won't. I've got a family to feed. You're you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, I got married over the summer, which was fun. And is this you, your first uh, yeah. podcast back since the summer? It is my oh, first wow. podcast. But all my other podcasts, I kept talking about my wedding, uh, and well, now I'm married. Then let's uh, let's hear about you. What do you do? What do I do? Every I mean, most people know what I do, but well, what uh, do you do? What what's the wedding to now? Like what what do you do, Jackson? Uh, well, <laughs> I I work at Alpine Shop. Uh, I, I, I've spent a lot of time, um, I'm still doing school, so I'm in my senior year, uh, studying parks and recreation. Um, I've only got one semester left, which is this one. So I'm almost done with that. Um, and, uh, I spend a lot of time at Chi Alpha. So I'm a student leader. Uh, I lead a life group and I, I go to service and, and, and all the things that are required of a leader. Um, mentoring guys and, and, and meeting up for coffee and stuff all the time. So that takes up most of my time. Uh, but lately, for recreation, uh, I just got out of uh, quarantine for COVID. So, uh, as did I. As did Jake. We were bo- both of us tested positive for COVID, unconnected to each other. Um, but I've been playing a fair amount of video games recently. Um, and I watched... Both seasons of Ted Lasso in about two or three days. So that was a really great show. But um, yeah, I just, I spent a lot of time with people uh, hanging out and um, just, yeah, spending time with people. Um, but I've, I've, I got married, obviously. So I live with my wife now. We've done some renovations on the house and, and have decorated and changed things up and um, tra- kind of transitioning into that new lifestyle of sharing your whole life with another person. So that's been very rewarding, very fun. And, you know, obviously I get to spend the rest of my life with this woman. So she's awesome. And I love that. So. And might I say those renovations are exquisite. Yeah. This bathroom we're sitting in right now, you guys did some work on and I'm looking at a beautiful mirror and, uh, and faucet. So yeah. Props to you guys. Thank you. And on the whole house. Thank you. That's good. I didn't do very much work. <laughs> Her parents come down and they get they get going to town. Yeah. And I feel lazy every time they come in. So but yeah. So um, you you were studying film. Mm-hmm. Film is a big passion of yours. What I'm going to ask you the same question that everybody asks you when they find out you're a film major. Oh, okay. And I already know the answer. But what is your favorite movie? And could you rank? Maybe your top five or your some of the, some movies you're excited about recently. So, picking a top movie is is typically really hard, um, but there's always been or not not always, but like there's been a movie for a long time that I really loved, uh, and I like call it my number one is The Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan, um, and it's really underrated. Not a lot of people know about it, um, and it's about uh, two magicians, rival magicians, who are kind of going at it and it's Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman and and I love that movie to death yeah um, and I'll watch it literally every day if I could uh, but that is like definitive number one movie for me uh, after that I only have like a list but I have like a lot of top movies I have a list of like 35 movies that I consider like some of my favorites mm-hmm. um, so there's like it's like an extensive list but within that list there's it's a wide variety 
like um, that most of the time surprise people when I tell them this yeah. is one of my favorite movies and like, you're a film major and that's your favorite movie like um, I love Man of Steel which is ex- extremely absurd um, but that's like one of my favorite movies of all time um, Creed 2 specifically <laughs> amazing movie um, what else Back to the Future I love that that whole trilogy grew up on those movies same with the Spider-Man trilogy grew up on those movies uh, so those have a really special place for me, uh, and and those directors are really good too. Um, I don't know that the list is like extensive. Um, Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. See how really? the variety, the yeah. variety of this list. Uh, I don't know. I could did go we on. see Nineteen Seventeen together? We did. Yeah. In Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. In Lincoln, Nebraska, and I was blown away. It was incredible. I loved it, and. Uh, I don't know, man. There's there's just so many good movies out there, and it's it's kind of become this thing where uh, I've I've gained this reputation of like every movie I watch or every movie that's mentioned, I'm like, oh yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, <laughs> which isn't true. It's just like there's a lot of movies that I love. Uh, so like if they're in that you know list of thirty five movies, then I'll say, oh, that's one of my favorite movies. But yeah, I get a lot of flag for it. <laughs> Whenever we ask you about a recent movie or something you recently watched. The worst rating you give it is good movie, and uh, the next the next rating up is great movie, and then the next rating is that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So Jake's pretty much only got three uh, different <laughs> versions. Well, okay, there, there's there's a bad movie option, <laughs> but like those have to be bad movies, you know? Like, I don't know. The uh, theatrical Justice League is my least favorite movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad movie. You do hate that a lot. Avatar The Last Airbender is a bad movie. That's true. Yeah. You know. But um, there, I, I, yeah, when I like rate movies um, on uh, Letterboxd, which is the, this movie rating app for movie nerds, um, you know, like a lot of my friends, you and, and uh, my roommate, like give these movies some reasonable rankings, like like three out of five stars. But what they might give a three out of five, I give like a, Four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'd see a movie and I'm like, that's pretty good. Then I'll be like four to four and a half stars. And if I, it was like, wow, that was a great movie, five stars. Yeah. I don't rank movies anymore. You don't rank them? On Letterboxd. I don't rank them. It's, it's too much commitment and opinion and I'd rather just not rate it because I can't defend any rating I give it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just, like, a matter of enjoyment for me. You know, like, I love watching movies so much that I will just say I enjoy it either way, you know? Like, I just watched The Eternals a couple nights ago uh, with my girlfriend, and she was like, yeah, that wasn't the best. And I was like, wasn't the best, but wasn't bad. Four stars. <laughs> you know? Four stars you gave The Eternals. Yeah. That's that's Jake's rating system for you. I just love movies. Okay, yeah. you can't you can't knock me down for liking movies. It's not like <laughs> yeah. I'm being overly negative. Yeah. I'm just being positive. No, that it is better than being overly negative for sure. Um, I've talked to people who every single movie they walk out of, they say that was the worst yeah. movie I've ever seen, and it's like, why do you go to movies? That happens. You just hate every single one. When we watched 1917 with uh, Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly who I'm thinking yeah. of. I saw uh, I saw another movie with him, and yeah, he came out of it saying that sucked. That was the worst movie ever, and so it's fun hearing other opinions. Yeah, 
but the opinions need to be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we just went on a trail run yesterday, yeah. which was fun. I am very out of shape. Yeah, so am I. Um, but you're running a 10K coming up? That's the goal. I'm, I'm training up to a 10K that was actually pitched. The idea was pitched to me by, uh, by one of our coworkers who is, um, I don't know how old he is, but he's like 50 to 60 years old. And he's, yeah. he's like a maniac. He was telling me a story about he was doing like a casual 10, 12-mile run one morning. And he missed his turn, and it turned into, like, 16 miles. And I'm like, dude, you ran 16 miles. Yeah. I, we ran two miles yesterday, me and Jackson, and we were suffering. We were. At least I was suffering. I was. I was cramping <laughs> I'll, I'll up. I admit that. Like, in my lung, and it was just, I, it was agony. But, I, you know, we committed to running the whole two miles. But it's funny, because you can, you could hike 25 miles in a day. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You've done that before, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to hear some of your stories from film. Oh man! Oh, what's the what's the funniest thing that happened? The funniest thing. All right. Um, so there was I took out this uh, this trek, which is called Rayado, which is a twenty one day and night trek on the trail. So you're on the trail for that long, um, which is like about three weeks, and uh, it was me and a partner. We were both rangers. Uh, leading this this crew and it was basically the goal was to teach these um, 16 to 20 year olds uh, great leadership skills and how to be independent and how to you know do uh, really advanced backpacking so a lot of miles a lot of mountain climbing more than the regular crews that would normally be taken out um, so we are on day four or so and uh, me and my partner are, are away from our crew a little bit. And, um, my partner just hears from where our crew is, uh, one of our, one of the crew members yelling and, and they say, Cole, come to the latrine. John's bleeding out of his ass. <laughs> so, oh, no. so we, so he runs over and he's like, John, buddy, you okay? And John's like, yeah, I just had four episodes of diarrhea in the last 20 minutes and the last two had blood in them. Oh no. And he was like, Oh man, can you, can you make it to uh, the next camp we're going to go to? Cause there are camps on this property, um, different like staffed camps. And he's like, yeah, I think I can. And this camp is like 10 miles away. So we hiked 10 miles down this, uh, down this Valley to this camp and we get there and they're like, oh, not much we can do for him. Can uh, can he make it to the next camp, which is about seven miles more? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can do it. And he goes to the camp, and this guy's like a trooper. He's like, oh, I want to stay on. I, I, it's fine. You know, it's just, you know, it'll pass or whatever. So we get to this camp that night, and they have uh, an infirmary driver there, and he checks him out. And he's like, yeah, we're going to take you back to our base camp and, and look at you. So they do that, and then... Well, we keep going on our truck. Two days later, we get to another staff camp, and uh, he's brought back. And we're like, oh, John, did they, like, fix you up? And he's like, not really. They told me to go buy Tums at the store, and then <laughs> said I'm, I was good. And then we are like, well, are you still bleeding? He's like, yeah, a little bit. We're like, okay, well, uh, let's, uh, let's just see how it works out. So that night, we uh, start climbing a mountain, and we're going to camp just below the peak of the mountain so we can sunrise summit the next morning um and we're on the this this ridge where we're gonna camp and he's like not feeling good 
and we're like, all right, John, we have two options. Either tomorrow morning you can come up with us and summit this mountain and then go down to this staff camp, which is like seven miles, or we can take you down to a staff camp right now. And he's like, oh, I can, I can summit it. It's okay. <laughs> and he's like, we asked him, like, what's your pain level in your, in your stomach? And he's like, seven out of ten. Oh, man. And we're like, all right. So the next morning we summit the mountain. We go back to the staff, down to the uh, staff camp, and we're basically like, here's John. He's having problems. Take him. We don't want him back until he's better. So that happens, <clears throat> and they take him back to base camp. Probably, probably like, I want to say four days later, he gets brought back. And um, he seems to be okay. Keyword seems to be okay, uh, but I think he lasted a full day, maybe a day and a half, before he is like an extreme pain on top of another mountain. Yeah. So we we send him back to base camp with the infirmary, and we don't expect to see him ever again. Three or four days later, he comes back again, and we're like, "Okay, are you better?" And he's like, "Yes, no more. I'm I'm fine." He lasts four hours. And he goes to the bathroom. He's like, Jake, I need you to come to the latrine. <laughs> I come to the latrine. I look down in this latrine. And there is just a, like, a pile of blood. Red blood on top oh, of this poop. And I'm like, John, yeah. you are going home. And you're not coming back. Yeah. So uh, that was John. He was a trooper. But, he, I mean, it was a funny That's time. so tough. It was a funny situation. I would... People like that... They're just built different. Yeah. I would give up so much earlier than mm-hmm. than people can do. But so y- you said there was one day you were doing ten and then seven additional miles. Yeah. How many miles did you hike that day? So at that day we did seventeen. Oh. Coming wow. from okay. where we started and then like ten miles to one camp and then seven miles to another. Gotcha. Um but that day consisted of going over up and over a big basically a mountain. Yeah. Um so that's what the kind of what the days, most of the days were like. We didn't do many sub 15 mile days on that trip. Wow. So it was just like 15 after 15. And then we did two days back to back where we did 42 miles in, in oh, two wow. days. Yeah. Um, and, and that day, or those two days also consisted of climbing three mountains. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's a, it's a fun time. It's the hardest hiking I've ever done. And really? I was leading the crew, yeah. So it's it's definitely a push for me as well. Yeah. Um, what are some bucket list hikes that you've got? Mm. A lot of them. So um, for the longest time, anything in Yosemite has been a bucket list. I, I really want to go to Yosemite, which we're doing. We are. Um, in March, uh, we got a crew going down there. Not really a crew. It's just you, me, and my roommate, Nathan. Yeah. But that's going to be a fun time, and hopefully we're going to do some cool hiking there. But yeah. um, I want to hike Half Dome there, but you can't this time, but that's a bucket list hike for me. Um, I have already set the goal and kind of like the plan to hike um, Elbert and Long's Peak in Colorado this summer, which nice. are two 14ers. Uh, so I'm really excited to do that. I've never climbed a 14er in Colorado, so I'm going to do both of those this summer. Um, I love to hike anywhere out of country. I've never oh. hiked out of country. Yeah. Like, uh, going down to, 
South America, there's some cool peaks down there. Um, a lot of like alpine climbing, like mountaineering, mm-hmm. seems really cool to me. Yeah. I don't know the slightest thing about it yet. I'm not at that level yet, but I think I would love to do some uh, mountaineering. Yeah. Um, very it's dangerous, but it's cool. I know a big one for me is Mount Hood in Oregon. Mm. Uh, if you get it at the right time, there's a lot less snow, and you can pretty much hike up it. Yeah. And it can get a little dangerous with weather and stuff, but it's definitely doable. Yeah, that's, yeah I'd love to do that one, too. Rainier. I'd love to do Rainier. Yeah. Those would both be incredible. Both of those mountains are, are so beautiful. I don't... I know Mount Hood is kind of like the Lone Mountain mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings, where it's just on its own. Yeah, it's insane seeing those pictures. Yeah, it's it's so cool. But yeah, but yeah. anywhere that I can hike, I would hike. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You also found love. Uh, uh, you found a, a lady <laughs> at Philmont, didn't you? Yes, I did find uh, a wonderful relationship, um, which I guess I wasn't technically looking for. Yeah, I, I didn't go to Philmont looking for uh, a relationship because Philmont is a scout camp, but you know, scouts used to be boy scouts. So it's like 90% men. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't like holding out any hope, yeah. uh, but uh, weirdly enough. So my current girlfriend, Kate, she uh, didn't even come in the summer till halfway through. So uh, I met her halfway through the summer and then we just became friends, and then I left for that three-week trip, so I only hung out with her about, like, a week total time. Yeah. Um, but we really hit it off and happened to like each other, so we thought we'd make it work. She lives in Texas. I live in Missouri. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, doing the long distance. Doing the long distance. Uh, not easy, but no. we uh, decided it's worth it, so we're making it worth it. What's the hardest part about that? About long distance? Yeah. Um, I think, so, as a general, like, what's hardest about it, uh, I am a physical touch love language guy. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, I, I've had to learn how to express, uh, my feelings in words. Yeah. Which has been great, I mean, it's been a good practice of that, but, you know, sometimes I just want to give someone a hug, and I can't, I, I, I'm a big hugger. You are I love hugging hugger. people. <laughs> um, I, I, it's hard just to not do that, you know? Yeah. Um, but specifically, one of the hardest things that we've had to do, um, we went two months without seeing each other mm. um, at the end of last year, and that was agony. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I was thinking about this, and I wanted to ask you guys together, but who's a better hiker? Mm. Are you faster, or is, is she... I think you gotta watch what I say here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because of the nature of my job this summer, where my job was like strictly hiking all the time, I got in really really good shape. Yeah. And she um, was a ranger trainer for half the summer, mm-hmm. so she didn't do as much hiking. So she didn't like get trained as much, I guess. Yeah. So I'd say right now I'm a better hiker, but I think of all the time we've both been alive. Like, she has much more hiking skill than me. She's done a lot of really badass stuff. Yeah. Like, she's climbed a lot more mountains. She's done a lot more hiking. Um, and she's a really good hiker. And she really is good at backpacking. So You I all say. you also have the unfair advantage of your legs being, like, three times longer than this. <laughs> three? <laughs> she's acting like she's a midget, and I'm... It's not <laughs> 
There was some hyperbole in there, but uh, <laughs> you've got well, long legs. It is an advantage. <laughs> it is an advantage. But, oh my gosh, that makes me think of uh, our trip to Colorado, where uh, we, you had to carry Nathan down the mountain. Oh, yeah. You want to tell that story? Yeah, sure. I can tell that story. So, uh, we were in Colorado at Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, me, Jackson, um, my same roommate, Nathan, that we're going to Yosemite with. And a few other guys. Uh, and we were hiking the um, the most well-traveled trail in America. Yeah. Um, like the busiest hiking trail of all time. And we, uh, it was like a two-mile yeah. total trail. Super something. short. Like two, two and a half. Yeah. Just Is that a down or back? Two and two and a half or two down, two back? I think it was like a mile and a half down. Yeah. Yeah. So I, not long. But... Um, we, we eventually had to split off into two groups, like a, a faster group, quote-unquote, and a slower group. Uh, but me and my roommate um, and another person are in this fast group. And we are almost to the end of this trail, which is this gorgeous alpine lake. And uh, he just goes down, my roommate, and he, like, screams. And I'm like, oh, man, what happened? Because I wasn't looking. And he is holding his ankle. And he's like, I broke my ankle. I broke my ankle. And I'm like, I look at his ankle, and I'm like, you didn't break your ankle. But you probably just break your ankle. Yeah. So he was, like, down on the ground. And, of course, because it's so busy, there's so many people, um, like, looking at us and, like, concerned about us. Like, oh, do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? And they're, like, rushing us, like, crowding us. And I'm like, okay, let's give, let's give them some space. And there's people, like, asking, like, oh, do you need some so a, a wrap? Do you need so, an ace bandage? Does anyone know first aid here? And I'm like, let, let's cool it here. <laughs> let's like take some time to breathe and assess the situation because Nathan is probably pretty overwhelmed at this point. Um, but I just uh, wrap his ankle with uh, uh, some athletic tape to stabilize it, um, get him some food, get him some water. And then uh, by that point, you and your group makes it up. Yeah, because um, you were huffing it up there. I did. Because you got a call. Right? I, yeah, one of the guys in the fast group called me and said, uh, Jackson, Nathan broke his ankle. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is this is terrible. So uh, I I sprint up the uh, I, I grabbed the somebody else was carrying a first aid kit and I hike as fast as I possibly can and completely blow my lungs out <laughs> trying to get up to you guys. And by the time I already get there, you've already got it. Everything covered. His ankle's already wrapped up, and he's good to go. So I was really mm -hmm. not even – I didn't even need to be there. But we eventually all got back together, and we were strategizing about how we were going to get him down. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like, oh, we just need to call the park rangers. And then I was like, if the park rangers come up here, we have to wait for them to come here – and then they're just going to do the exact same thing we're going to do. Maybe they'll have a litter, like a stretcher to carry him. Yeah. Uh, but we could just carry him down. Yeah. So I, the, I think the first thing I said was, Nathan, just get on my back. Yeah. I'll just piggyback you down. He's like, no, I have too much pride to do that. He did at that moment. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we like come up with these different ideas. I'm like, well, we can try this first aid carry. We can try this one. And we try like every first aid carry imaginable. We made a stretcher. We out did. Of two sticks and our shirts, uh, which actually worked quite well until one of the sticks broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was carrying them in the stretcher and, and, and one of the thing, one of the, the long 
sticks that we had broke and he landed right exactly on his ankle (laughs) and i kind of fell down on top of him a little bit and that's when we finally decided like it's just going to be easier to piggyback yeah and he was like just just get me on your back yeah so i think i started carrying him and then we took shifts it was me you and uh, a couple other people jumped in for shifts yeah um but by the time we were mostly down the mountain Jake was carrying him for, if if we were to put it into like thirds, Jake was carrying him for a full schedule, and then I would get him and carry him for about a third, maybe even less than that, and then somebody else would get him and carry him for about a third of that, and then Jake would take him again and hike him for so much longer, three times longer than all of us were carrying him, and at one point, I was in the back of the line and Jake was carrying a 150 pound man down a mountain and I was having to jog a tiny bit to catch up. Jake was walking at a pace I've never seen before just to get us all down the mountain. I think we were all just ready to be done, which was just absolutely hilarious. And, and we had three women who helped us. One of them even carried Nathan for a little bit. Mm. And they they drove us, they or we followed them in the cars to uh, urgent care, and, and he got care and everything. Yeah. yeah, those were some badass women. And they were locals, so um, when I told you my plan to go climb Long's Peak this yeah. summer, I want to try, I'm gonna, I want to reach out to them and say, can I buy you a coffee or a beer? Yeah. Just because I'll be in town in uh, Estes Park. They deserve it. They do. <laughs> they, do. they were awesome. Um, no, that was a fun trip. Situations like that. In the moment, may, maybe it's bad of me, but I'm like, sure, this is like a difficult situation. Sure, it's like tragic. Oh, no, he sprained his ankle. Yeah. But it's a hilarious story. Oh, yeah. And, and like in the moment, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, I mean, we we could have hiked for, for 10 more minutes, seen a really beautiful lake, which, I mean, if you've been to Rocky Mountain National Park, uh, Emerald Lake really isn't even as pretty as Dream Lake, which we had mm-hmm. just seen. So it's like we could have seen a cool lake. Or we could, like, have this big grand adventure, carry our friend down a mountain, build a stretcher, all this stuff. And that's just so much more memorable, so much more exciting. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's what adventure is, yeah. you know. And a credit to Nathan because he was, like, he was a trooper through it all, for sure. Yeah. He, he didn't complain, didn't, uh, didn't let us know if he was hurting much. He was having to, presumably, it seemed like he was having a pretty uh, fun time as well, as much yeah. as he can in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I remember uh, hanging out with Nathan in the urgent care, and you guys all, like, went off and went mm-hmm. to town and did some things, went back to Airbnb and stuff, and I was just, like, like falling asleep in the lobby, and, like, my whole body hurt from carrying <laughs> him, and obviously he was, he had just gone through the ringer, and so you guys come and pick us up, and we go back to the Airbnb, and you guys are like, oh, let's go back into town, let's go do this. And I'm just thinking in my brain, there is nothing I want to do more than just, like, (laughs) lay here and do nothing. And so I actually, that was one of my favorite parts of the trip is everybody in the the party went into town and Nathan and I stayed back. And I read my book next to the fire and and just had a really peaceful afternoon, which was kind of fun. So there's nothing I love more than a wood-burning fireplace. Oh, yeah. I've told my wife that multiple times. Like, that's all that I want in a future house. Like, a wood-burning fireplace just, like, it brings the vibe down to peaceful, and you can just, like, really just enjoy 
feeding the feeding more firewood in and, and watching the flames and enjoying the warmth and stuff. It's just so nice. So. I'm I'm really lucky the place I'm I'm in right now has a wood burning fireplace and we make a lot of fires. Yeah. Which is very nice. Yeah, we just watched the uh the Chiefs playoff game at your house and we had a fire going and that was really nice. Oh, at Christmas time, it was so great. We had some lights strung up on our stairs and a little Christmas tree, and we flicked those on and have the fire going. And real cozy. It was a very nice vibe in that house mm-hmm. when those when those fires were going. It's just so nice. I know it's like physical warmth, but it's also like emotional warmth. It is. You know, the room is it's it's just so nice. Fires do that to you, man. They, they really do. Fires are so nice. I make a fire there in that fireplace as often as I can. I was thinking about doing it last night, but I did not have the energy. Yeah. Because <laughs> with, uh, with fires, it comes a lot of chopping wood and, and breaking up wood and finding wood yeah. to have. That's, I mean, in, in my future, though, I'd be very prepped yeah. and organized. All my wood would be very dry and stacked, mm. and I'd have a, a year's worth yeah. on the porch and stuff. So, but... That's like every man's dream, let's be honest. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to, to prep all the firewood for the next year. Yeah. Most it's men's dream, wonderful. for sure. It's mine. For, it's definitely mine. Um, I guess I never answered your second question about what am I into. Yeah, I guess so. I, we kind of trailed off. That's okay. We tend to do that. Um, but we kind of have talked about a lot of what I'm into, which is the outdoors. Yeah. Um, and backpacking and hiking. Um, but that's why I had this backpacking job. I love backpacking and hiking. Um, but I also love climbing as Jackson does. Jackson kind of sparked, uh, my interest in climbing because I climbed before casually, but, um, Jackson climbed more than me for sure. And, uh, when I met him, he invited me and, and my, uh, roommate out to go climbing. And that might've been one of the first things we ever did together. Yeah, I think it was. And then I was like, wow, this is fun. Yeah. So um, we've been climbing together for a while, and I've climbed with a lot of other people in a lot of different places, um, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm still not great. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm good. I'm all right. You're better than me. I'm all right at climbing. Um, I remember when you you kind of like you kind of came to me as I was kind of climbing a lot less, mm-hmm. and so you were like, I finally want to climb, and I'm like, No way! This is awesome! I finally have someone to like be really into this with yeah. and then i i'm not even that into it right now um that's a big problem with me is like i've got 50 different hobbies and so i kind of wane in and out of them and and sometimes i'm really into i get like obsessive about the one or two things that i'm into at the yeah. moment and so climbing is just not part of that and yeah. i don't know how to like make that the thing that I'm obsessed with. Well, you got to just make it your personality at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, and maybe that's not good, but I feel like, you know, backpacking is part of my personality. Yeah. And I feel like I've kind of tried to make climbing part of that personality. I guess granola is the personality that <laughs> yeah. I adopted. Yeah. Which is great. I'm all for it. Um, but borderline dirtbag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've definitely morphed into that. You came back over the summer yeah. and and I bought two like trad caps and now I yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, oh, I was I wanted to talk about that earlier. You flew all the way from New Mexico back to yeah. Illinois where my wedding was. And 
everybody saw you. You just lost like 10 or 15 or 20 pounds from the summer and you were so skinny. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, Jake's back and he's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And that was an incredible weekend. And you were only there for like a day and a half or two days and then you had to leave. Yeah, that was a fun trip. The whole trip was fun because I had to go from my summer job at Philmont in New Mexico to Illinois in, I guess, a day. So I left Philmont, so it was like the Thursday. I left Philmont at midnight, I guess, so like the midnight of Friday. Yeah. Uh, I drove to Albuquerque, which is like three hours away. Mm -hmm. I took a plane at about 6 a.m. maybe. Oh, jeez. I fell asleep at the airport. I took a plane at 6 a.m. to St. to, I want to say Houston, then to St. Louis. (laughs) But... When I was in the Albuquerque airport in the morning, uh, the plane, the flight got delayed like three or four oh, hours. Oh, yeah. So I missed my layover flight. So I had to like reroute my layover. So I had to wait in Albuquerque. I had to wait in Houston. And I was supposed to get to St. Louis like five or six hours before I did. Yeah. Um, so I finally got to St. Louis and like it was like the sun was going down. But yeah. I still had to drive an hour and a half to central Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> to where your wedding was. It's more was. like two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I, I got to St. Louis. My parents, who are from St. Louis, uh, brought me some canes for dinner. I just pounded it and, and went to Decatur. Um, and I was, yeah, I was supposed to get there like five hours earlier. And I was really bummed because uh, I missed uh, some time to hang out. But I got yeah. there and, um, yeah, everyone went crazy. My roommate... I specifically remember he was the first one to see me. He, like, sprinted at me and jumped into my arms. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was, it was cool. Good to see everyone again because that was the first time I saw all you guys for, like, two months. Yeah. And I did lose a lot of weight because I st- – and, and I was talking to you about this yesterday, how uh, the entire time I knew you, I was – I guess, like, I didn't really think about it, but, like, I was pretty – I was a big boy. Yeah. I was pretty chubby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I didn't realize it until I stopped being chubby. Yeah. So I uh, – Lost, I think I lost 15 pounds um, the first half of the summer, which your wedding was like halfway through the summer. Mm-hmm. And then I lost a f- another 15 pounds after that, the second half of the summer. Yeah. But yeah, that was a whole fun trip. And yeah, I was only there for like 36 hours total, yeah. probably. And one of my groomsmen uh, got COVID like two days before the wedding. So he was unable to come. And so I, I had the pleasure of having Jake and, and Nathan Sneller be my groomsmen. And uh, that was awesome because I wanted them to be anyway. They're very close friends of mine. And um, and so that, you know, it worked out. I mean, obviously it stinks that, that CJ wasn't able to come, but it was awesome that you guys were able to stand there with me at my wedding. And um, that was one of the coolest things about the wedding was like everybody that I love in life was in the same spot and I could say hi to all of them and I could talk to them and they could meet each other. And it was just like so magical. It's probably never going to happen again ever, you know, to have that many people that are my favorite people on the planet in the same place. So that was really special. And Uh, I, I kind of wish it was a little bit longer or more intimate or something because, you know, there were people that came to the wedding that I didn't even get to talk to uh, like a single word. So that was kind of a bummer, but it was still, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was. That was a really, like, that was a really well done wedding. So props to you. Props to Brooklyn. Yeah, for (laughs) for the planning and for the execution. 
because that was a that was a good wedding. And even though it it started raining during like the middle of the day, but it stopped raining like right when it had to. You yeah, know, it, and it, everything went perfectly. Yeah, we pretty much had it. Start it pretty much rained straight from the night before all the way up until the wedding started. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to do the wedding and the reception. And as we were driving away, Brooklyn and I, it started sprinkling again. Mm. So it was just like this perfect, beautiful window. And because of the rain, it brought the temperature down. So it wasn't 96 degrees in the middle of summer. And, oh, man, it was just so nice. And I don't don't know how you guys felt. I mean, I guess the idea is that you wouldn't have any stresses that day. Yeah. But, like, even I, I've had, like, a feeling about the day where I was like, oh, this rain, it'll stop or it'll work out. And it did. Yeah. That's what I kept saying. I was like, I, you know, we prayed about it too. And I was like, it's going to stop raining. Yeah. You know, we don't have to worry about this rain because it's going to be fine. And it did. And, you know, like, uh, and, and, you know, Brooklyn and I, we did a first look before the ceremony. So, um, we were able to like be together before like trying to figure out the logistics of the evening and everything. So that like, relieved so much stress because I, I, I can only imagine her being off in some room somewhere, you know, without anybody like talk to or, like trying to figure out what do we do about this rain and everything. And so, but yeah, it was really nice that we were all able to be together for that. And, um, and yeah. Talking about like how you had all these people in your life together. Um, I, ha- I decided to take it upon myself to like become best friends with all your high school friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the reception, I was just like, let me sit with them. Yeah. So I just like went over and sat with your high school friends, um, most of which I don't remember their names anymore, but, <laughs> but it was a fun time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like they were there and it was just so, it was so special and um, all the inside jokes come out and everything. And we, we, we were on this farmhouse, uh, the property, and um, they have this, this massive corn crib and on the top, they've built a two-story um like lookout area and so we stayed there the night before and it was just absolutely pouring down rain lightning 360 degrees just crashing down the power went out in the main building and all the girls were freaking out and like it it was a crazy night the night before because we're looking out at like the cornfields and we saw like lightning like striking everywhere in the cornfields yeah so that was a little bit of a stressor because we already had everything set up and everything. You're like, oh, no, how is this going to turn out? But, yeah, it was really nice. No, that was a really fun wedding. It like, was. Uh, that, was a good, that was a special wedding. It was, I mean, obviously for you. Yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. Everyone enjoyed that wedding. Yeah, it, was, it really was awesome. And then the night after your wedding, like the same day, the Saturday, I had to go back to St. Louis. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I did not, the amount of sleep I didn't get that weekend, like yeah. I, I think I slept probably like 12 hours in three days. Wow. Maybe less. Wow. But, That's so crazy. I, I didn't sleep that night. Uh, the night of your wedding, I just drove back to St. Louis and got on a plane and went back to <sighs> Albuquerque. Jeez. And then when I got back to Albuquerque on that Sunday, I had to be back to film on that night. Yeah. But I decided to stay in Albuquerque and do a... Uh, Fast and Furious 9 Black Widow double feature at the movie theater <laughs> by myself because I work at a backpacking camp. I don't get that much opportunity to go see movies. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to watch these movies. I decided to watch both of them. I was so tired. I fell asleep during Fast and Furious. Did you, I remember you talking about before Tenet came out, um, 
you were like, I don't care what I'm doing this summer. I'm going to request off work and I'm going to drive to wherever mm-hmm. I can. Did you end up seeing Tenet by yourself or? Well, Tenet was the year before. So oh, I was, you didn't I was get supposed to, to work. Yeah, I was supposed to work at film on that year, but it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. But I did see Tenet was a good experience. That's one of my favorite movie experiences. Did we see it together? Um, no, you saw it like two days before. I think I we may have seen it together. I saw it like three times in theaters. Yeah. But the first time I saw it, I saw an advanced screening with one of my childhood oh, wow. friends in St. Louis at an IMAX theater, which wow. was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever people say about that movie, you can't hear anybody or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just so cool. Yeah. It's a cool movie. And so, like, the soundtrack is awesome. The and all the, you know, and yeah. I, I love blasting that, like, on the speaker and everything. And just, like... Uh, the practice of going to see a Christopher Nolan movie yeah. in an IMAX theater, yeah. uh, you know, an advanced screening. Yeah. It was cool. I, I was going to say it. this earlier about uh, your favorite movie, The Prestige. That's like one of the best blends, because people complain about Nolan not having very good, like, or very fleshed out characters mm-hmm. or like, you know, not a lot of emotional ties to them at least. And... I feel like that movie is one of the best blends between, like, characters and spectacle and, like, all that stuff comes yeah. together. I mean, there's a reason it's my favorite movie. I think yeah. everything is perfectly done in that movie. Yeah. I it's, love it so much. It And it's got all of the crazy Nolan, mm-hmm. you know, Twists magic. And confusing. And, exactly. It's a confusing movie. It is. And uh, I think the, the big twist there is, like, um, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, the brothers situation... Uh, being one guy, and then like you just spoiled it. Yeah, I did just spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just spoil it completely. No, I won't. <laughs> I just spoiled the movie a little bit, but anyway, um, there, there's this 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 twist that's so important, but you're distracted by all the other confusing stuff that's going on. That when that happens, you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that part too. And I I still watch it. And I pick up new stuff on it. Like, I, I find new stuff in it every time. Because yeah. Because it's so intricate. All yeah. the details. And so well done. So, like, masterfully done. Yeah, it really is. Um, I've got Dunkirk, which I was talking about Brooklyn with. And that movie is complete abandon of any characters mm-hmm. and just full focus on spectacle. And, yeah. like... Uh, and so that that was really cool and very interesting way to do a movie. Mm-hmm. I thought, and I didn't like that at first. When I first saw the movie, I I saw that and I was like, I don't I don't like that they didn't have any characters, like they didn't have any yeah. personalities. Uh, but since then, I've watched it and I've like appreciated the movie for what it is. Yeah, it's almost like obviously it's fiction and it's fake. Well, but it, it it almost feels like a documentary. Yeah, how it you know the characters, you know. They just are, you know, they're not heroes and they're not special. It's just kind of, you know, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool movie. Um, and as you can tell, that's like one of the, that's like the secondary thing I'm into is movies. Yeah. I'm really into movies. And you made a, a film recently. Yeah. That was just excellent. Thank you. Um, the... The concept of the movie. Do you want to explain your yeah, detail? I can. I can go ahead. Go and ahead. Do it. So, um, it was for a class I was in, but it was a short film that one of my friends thought up, um, and it's called Two Step. Um, it is about a farmer who has aspirations to become a dancer, 
um, but all his life he's been told he can't um, or shouldn't. And so it's kind of, uh, it, it, it delves into like his struggles with, with uh, dealing with what his family and friends think about him and what like his true passions are. Um, so I was the cinematographer on that project. And this was like when I was thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to do film. Maybe I've lost that passion for it. But I did this project and I had the most fun time uh, with these this crew of really cool guys who was working on this project with me. And it was an amazing story and amazing actors. Um, and it was really fun because I've never been a, a, a cinematographer specifically on a project. But it was so fun. Like that's my only role because we had like a pretty thorough production crew, like director, um, you know, sound, um, all these different, you know, roles to make a production go smoothly. So one person doesn't have to focus on all of it. Yeah. And so like my role was director of photography. Um, so I had to focus on camera, camera movement and lighting. Um, so like everything that's in the camera is what I was saying, which comes with a lot of stress. Yeah. Like if I do anything wrong, people are going to look at the movie first. You know, if they look at the movie and it's, it just doesn't look good, then it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of stress in that regard. But it was so much fun playing around with these different shots and, like, trying to figure out the lighting on different things. And mm-hmm. I was, like, able to figure out different techniques to light a scene or light a character. Um, and it was, like, it was so much fun. And it turned out so well. It uh, did. Both, like, just my aspect, I think, with the uh, the way it was shot, but also... The writing, the the editing, the acting, yeah, um, it was so it was good. It was very very well yeah. done, and the the shots were absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I knew that it was you, so maybe I'm biased, but like I loved it. I thought everything looked very professional and everything. Uh, can I link it in the? Yeah, absolutely. The, okay, yeah. cool. And, and it's called Two Step, um, directed by Daniel Roman. Sweet. So that's uh, yeah, it it was really cool, and I. Um, there may be a possibility that I'll work with those those guys again. There's, oh, awesome! There's an idea that Daniel had, the director and writer, to make it into a feature length film. A, a wow! Film. Yeah, so he, I think, is trying to write that, and um, I may be working on that. Hopefully, I hope wow. I can work on that with them. That would be incredible. Yeah. Um, that would be so nice. The whole the fact that you just have one role. Mm-hmm. I know, I you know, I've made, like, little films before, and they're just very, very... But, like, it's so stressful to be the guy who's in charge of the plot and in charge mm-hmm. of the shots and in charge of the actors and in charge of acting. Yeah. It's so stressful. So I bet that was really nice to just be able to focus on the one thing that your job was. Yeah, and you got to have, like, those people to make a production run smoothly. And a producer's job is also just, like, to make sure the production runs smoothly. Yeah. So we had... You know, a producer who was like, okay, we're shooting at this time. Uh, this is what we need. Um, and then, like, if, you know, we were taking a long time, you'd be like, okay, we need to get done by this time and keep us on schedule. Uh, and then, you know, Daniel is the one who is talking to our actors and making sure um, that, you know, the vision is still his. Uh, so I got to, you know, work closely with him, and he could say, oh, what if we try this shot? And I'd be like, okay, what if we do this shot where he does this? And it was really collaborative, like, all across the board, even, like, the people who are, you know, technically sound guys or um, audio guys um, or, like, these different grips. You know, we were still such, like, a tight crew, and it, it was a small crew. So yeah. uh, they had the freedom to say, hey, what if we try this? And it was really collaborative and 
Um, like I wasn't friends with any of those guys before the production, but now we're all friends. So that's awesome. really cool. Um, I know that you've had aspirations of like screenwriting before. Do you have any ideas or cool things that you've worked on or you are working on or just ideas that you've got yeah. bouncing around? So, I mean, I feel like for everyone who's interested in film production, it's like you have your own ideas, right? Uh, and I have tons of ideas that I'd love to write. Um, but I, I've said it before, I have the attention span of a goldfish. Yeah. Um, so if I like try to sit down and write something, it's really hard to get it out on paper. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm such a, I want to make it perfect that I think so hard about like what the scene's going to be when really I need to just, you know, write it out as a first draft. That'd be bad. And yeah. then go back and fine tune it. But yeah, I do. Have, I do have ideas and I, I just come up with these ideas in my head. I was like, jot them down on my phone, like yeah. film idea. And then like a one sentence thing, just like a thought, just so I can remember it. Uh, and I've had ideas that I've had for a long time too. Like there's this, um, short film I want to make about a guy, a hiker who gets mauled by a mountain lion or, or gets attacked by a mountain lion or stalked by a mountain lion and then attacked. Um, and he's like reflecting on his life and Mm. like while he's dying. Yeah. Um, and that's just been a cool idea that I've had for a long time and it kind of has, it's my, both my passions, film and hiking outdoors. Yeah. Um, and I I wrote a short story based on it in one of my classes a couple of years ago. Um, but I never wrote a script uh, from it. I, maybe I, sh- I should. I should take the time to do that. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I think my writing ability and my general filmmaking ability has improved yeah. as I've been in school. So I'd love to sit down and do that. But that's one of many ideas that I have. So, yes, I do have plenty of ideas. It's just a matter of executing those and writing them. One of my favorite, you have a almost feature-length film <laughs> called The Formaggios. <laughs> And it's like a, a mafia spoof kind of, uh, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. I made that with, so my height, all my childhood friends in like elementary to high school, uh, we've known each other for a long time and we made like short comedy sketches on a YouTube channel called the unexpected regulars. You don't have to link that one of the bio there. I might, they're hilarious. Uh, um, but we did, I mean, there are a couple that are, are genuinely funny comedy sketches, but 90% of them are, are really not good. Yeah. <laughs> but we, my, my friend, um, t- decided to, um, write a like hour long, um, comedy spoof movie about the mafia and he wrote one draft and we shot off the first draft. Um, <laughs> and we, I mean, it was really cool because we got to practice, you know, long form filmmaking. I think the end, the final thing was like 45 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, practicing, like getting all these actors and getting like the schedule down. Uh, and you know, we were, it was just us two. So we were like, you know, producer, writer, director, actors. Yeah. Uh, we did the whole thing and editors and it was not good. But it was fun. It, <laughs> it was, was really hilarious. Uh, and, like, there are things that I look at. I was watching it the other day, and I was like, this is bad, but, like, it's cool that we did that that way. Yeah. Like, like, the way this is written is kind of cool. So, yeah. like, if we made it now, we could make it, like, pretty good, probably. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it was cool because you're not going to make a perfect feature-length film for the first time, you know? No. So, it was cool that we did it, you know? And that's all that matters. And, you know, there... I mean, 
there are movies out there that try to be funny that don't have a single funny part in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were parts in your movie where I was rolling. Like, uh, there, there's a, a, a shootout scene at the end where everybody seemingly has unlimited bullets. Yep. <laughs> and it's very obvious, and it's, like, it's like leaning into that. And it's just, like, just like little things that are, that are just so, so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was, it was a blast yeah. to watch. And there are a couple things that we, like, really went all in on in terms of, like, making this look good. We had this uh, this one shot where my character shoots another character in the head <laughs> at point blank range. Yeah. And, and I, like, edited it in, like, blood splatter effects, like, in the shot when I shot him in the head, and, like, the muzzle flash. Um, and then we had this, like, reverse shot on my face where we made this, like, blood concoction and we had to, like, flick it on my face, <laughs> like, like his blood splattering on my face. And we tried it so many times to, like, get it right, the blood splatter. Oh, yeah. And we ended up getting uh, this, like, fake blood on my mother's white curtains. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and uh, she was pretty pissed off. But <laughs> we got the shot. <laughs> yeah. We also um, almost got the cops called on us a couple times for using fake guns that looked really real. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we're just doing guerrilla filmmaking. We don't have any permits to film. We're just yeah. kind of, like, going to these places where we're technically trespassing and shooting these scenes. Yeah. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And I guess that was, that was my freshman year of, of college. Yeah. Which wasn't that long ago, I guess. But it feels like a long time ago. It does feel like a long time ago. And that was... We filmed that right before COVID hit. And so I edited it during COVID. Oh, Yeah. Um, and it took me like five months to edit. I remember seeing the, uh, the timeline and just like mm. knowing that it was abysmal be... timeline. It was yeah. Messy. But I just knew that it was going to be 40 to 50 minutes. Yeah. I was like, that is insane. Yeah. I can't imagine the amount of work that would just go into that. Cause I hate video editing. So yeah, I don't like it that much either. <laughs> it's yeah. not the most fun, Yeah, but it was a fun time and, and every, you know, filmmaking endeavor is, but you know, sometimes it's just like. You are as passionate for a project, and like it gets hard to just do it. Or editing something, you might like be getting lazy. Oh, I you know don't have like the passion now as I did when we were filming it, and you just have to like push out this edit. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you edit it, and then you want to like go back and revisit it because you like are reignited that interest, and then you yeah. like, edit it better. I I edited a. <clears throat> We I did I filmed a huge video for Cal, Cal a California road trip I went on, and so it was like fifty minutes of of film that I had I I got it down to thirty minutes but I didn't edit until like six months or eight months after the trip mm-hmm. just because I had a spurt of inspiration I'm like oh I want to do that now and so I just like cranked it out in a few hours and and it was a blast and that's like one of my most proud uh, things that I've ever made. And it's just like this fun little video that I made. So, um, yeah, I mean, but editing sucks. It does suck. <laughs> I actually have a project that I've been I'm supposed to edit a long time ago. Oh, like, what is it? Uh, so every year, me and my friends on this YouTube channel, we make a Halloween comedy video. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have for the past six years. And it's like the, a tradition we have. Because, yeah. like, now we're all in college. We're all out of college, and we don't have as much time. So, like... And we made, like, an oath. If we don't do anything else, we're going to make this one video every year. Yeah. And um, I still, like, we shot this video early October. And 
was it's supposed to release on Halloween. Oh no! But I have not done it yet. <laughs> so it's gonna be like either a spring Halloween special, <laughs> or we'll just release like a double feature uh, next next Halloween. But I don't want to like miss a year entirely. I guess we already have. It's yeah. It's twenty twenty two now, but uh, yeah, this video is has not been completed. I feel like at this point, uh, you you could release a double feature at next Halloween. Yeah. Probably. But the fans are probably incredibly let down. That's that true. Didn't have I have well, ready. we haven't gotten a single message asking where the video is. So I don't, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all of the all of all of you, most of your fans could ask you in person. Yeah. And they're outraged. I think we have like a hundred and fifteen subscribers, which we've accumulated. Wow. Which we've accumulated over the past eight years, so I don't yeah. know if that's really a big, <laughs> a big uh, compliment to us. But I don't, I've gotten more followers on my hand dryer account in four months <laughs> than my YouTube channel. Maybe I can link that too. Jake has a, uh, a bathroom hand dryer review I, Instagram. I was surprised you didn't know that about that until yesterday. I might have seen it before, but it was just completely out of my brain. Uh, yeah. Well. I wouldn't expect you to be thinking, man, I wonder if Jake made a hand dry review account. Uh, so, yeah, if any of you are interested about um, the qualities of different hand dryers you might see in the in public, uh, look up my hand dry review account on Instagram, and uh, you'll be able to find my thoughts on it. Jake reviews hand dryers. <laughs> That's what it is, at Jake reviews hand dryers. There are underscores between each of the words, All right. but we'll, Jake reviews hand dryers. We'll link it in the uh, podcast description. Yes. Please do. How many links do you have in the pod podcast? Three or four at this point. Oh wow! Here's We've just added stacks of, of links. Yeah, for all things of, I'm doing. All of Jake's links. I should have done them to all my other guests, and I'm going to do it in the future. But there was actually so in this hand dryer review um, account, I did. Well, one of my friends sent me a hand dryer that she found uh, in O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, and she like sent me her review and a picture of, of her with the hand dryer. And, um, I like found the hand dryer, uh, looked it up and then said a few words and she gave it like a three and a half out of 10. And then the company that, that owns the hand dryer, uh, commented on my post and said, we're sorry that this, uh, user had a negative experience with our hand dryer. <laughs> um, and then they're like, the, the air pressure is adjustable on these dryers. So we'll get in contact with our representative at O'Hare International Airport to turn <laughs> up those pressures. So I have a direct influence on the pressure of the hand dryers at O'Hare International Airport. That is legendary. And um, if you're if you're a follower of Jake Review's hand dryers, look out for uh, a very special post from me as I journey to Chicago to review that hand dryer because I will be going to Chicago soon. To Are you to really? Yes. That's I'll be exciting. stopping into the O'Hare National Airport <laughs> and I will uh, I will find the dryer. That's awesome. Um, time. Well, I think we might be nearing the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? Any advice or thoughts? Advice. Yeah, the things that you... Drop that you want. some wisdom yeah. before we leave. Um, well, listeners of Jackson's beautiful podcast, if I, uh, if I could say anything, um, I would leave you with something that I'm figuring out, which is um, life is too short not to do what you love to do, and life is, 
What did I say the other day? I, I messed it up. Let me restart. <laughs> Let me restart. I forgot what I said something really potentially wise the other day about life. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Well, a few days prior, you said, life is too short to not do what you want. And then later you said, life is really long. You know, take your time. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Here, here it is. Here it is. <clears throat> life is too short not to do what you love to do. And life is long enough to take your time and enjoy it. There Bam. it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, take that what what take that what you want. <laughs> I take, guess. take with that what what you will do. <laughs> uh, but I believe that is the end of the podcast. Uh, unless you have anything you want to add. Well, thank you for having me. This was a really fun. This was a really fun podcast. Thank you. Thanks for coming into my bathroom. Yes, it's actually getting kind of humid in here. I can. It is. It. Yeah, yeah. Kinda... I feel it's gonna feel nice to step out of this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it will. All right. Thank you for listening. I can't believe you made it this far. Uh, Maybe I'm going to make a new one soon, hopefully. See you later.